Well, Sacramento Kings. Anything else? What have we not covered in in the last 45 minutes (laughs) besides the Sacramento Kings? Uh, The Giants made a signing today. The Jorge Soler. The San Francisco Giants? Yeah. And how do we fit? A good ball player. A good ball player. I'm not Where are we with, where's where's our Giants temperature? Like on a. Who's Giants right now? One to ten. Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't know. Who's Giants right now? I mean, I'm always Giants. I'm always Giants. Farhan definitely is not Giants. But, you know, as far as, like, how I feel about the Giants right now on a scale of one to ten, one being just completely despondent. I'm at a, I'm at a two. Oh. Oh. I, All right. Well, I, I, might, a, I mean, Solaire, I like Solaire as a ball player, so that – that might push me up to a three. Solaire, Solaire's, he's interesting. He's intriguing, but Giants, man, Farhan just ran this team into the ground. Ran his franchise into the ground. And 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 then Otani was out there hitting like five hundred foot bombs the other day in, in batting practice, and like we got to go against. We got we got nothing to go against this guy. I think Charlie mm-hmm. told me um, was telling me um, earlier that hitting that batting practice, maybe took like twenty one swings, ten of them left the stadium. Mm. We got nothing to go out of, go against this guy. So, yeah, I I was talking to Chris when I was in our little recording room or whatever, and when, he's a Niners fan, and he was just like, "Yeah, that just that just hurt," and he was like. Now it's time for the Kings. I was like, yeah, but I don't know what the Kings are getting. He's like, and I'm an A's fan, but, you know, baseball season's coming up, and it made me think about, like, I don't – it's nothing to get excited about there. Mm. Niners really had had my whole sports world on their shoulders. I mean, the Kings are still there, but I can't I can't trust the Kings right what, now. What was – so let's, let's, let's elaborate on that. What is it that – you, what, what, why do you feel like you can't trust the Kings? Because I said yesterday, I feel like I really feel like the Kings got to get one of these next two games. Mm-hmm. And you go, and what if they don't? It's not the end of the world. And I disagreed. I said the world would end if they yeah, lost both. Please get these wins. Um, but why? It, it it seems like those two statements contradict each other a little bit. Because uh, you just never know who's gonna who's what team's gonna show up. You know, and mm-hmm. you don't know from game to game. Um, you know they could they could go on a three four game losing streak right now. I didn't think that was really in their DNA last year. Um, yeah, they just there's something about them that isn't as as mentally tough as as they were last year. In in my opinion, records are still the same. They still have talent. They still have the the capability of being a, a good team. Once again, it's just the trust factor, right? And and when I say trust, it's not I don't think they can. Like, I don't think they're ca- – I think they're talented, they're capable. All their guys can do it. I just don't feel secure in that I know they're going to show up. <laughs> Win or lose, they're going to show up. Like, they could they could lose by 25 tonight, mm-hmm. and nobody would bat an eye. They'd be like, that's mm-hmm. just kind of what they do. Mm-hmm. Lost to the Pistons a week ago. At home, nuggets. beat the Nuggets. Nobody bat an eye on the Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's really, it's not uh, ability with them. It's just putting all my trust into what this team could be. And that can change. That can change. I mean, they can start doing some things throughout the second half of the season that will will garner that type of trust. 
from myself and a lot of the fan base. But right now, I just I don't have it. What is there something you think specifically that's causing these ups and downs? Is it is is it as simple as making and missing shots, or is there a serious question to be asked about? I'm not going to question their effort, but their focus, like their focus going into games. Like, we, we, you know, James talks about like sometimes you could tell their focus at the free throw line really, really early. And I, I, actually, I started to notice it. I started paying hyper attention to it. So maybe I manifested it. Maybe, maybe I saw what I wanted to see mm-hmm. in that regard. Not something I thought about before, but when James pointed it out, I felt like I started to watch it closer closer. And I ultimately saw what James said, but I don't know which was a result of the other. Yeah, yeah, I think that the focus focus is a, is a really good word for that. Um, we uh, going with the focus, like we've talked about it a number of different times. It just kind of feels like sometimes they're they're worried about the wrong thing, whatever no. that thing is on that particular week. Yeah, that like sure, I'm not gonna act like it doesn't mean anything to to you guys, but last year the the single focus, the the most important thing. Every single time that group stepped on the floor was winning basketball, playing winning basketball, being a winning basketball team. This year it feels like sometimes they won, not everybody, but maybe one or two people from game to game let their frustrations with something outside of winning basketball take precedent for a quarter or a half or a whole game. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, I wish they would just kind of get back to all collectively being on the same page for the same common goal, and that being first and foremost what what everybody's locked in on. And I wonder, because I feel like that type of thing they have to recognize. Like I, f- I feel like those are things that have been discussed in the in the locker room amongst each other with you know w- whether Mike or Jordy or Doug or whoever is around. If it's just players, if it's just if it's if it's if it's hey hey guys, we need to we need to huddle up and talk, or it's just conversations as practice or games are ending. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that those conversations have been had. Yeah, you would think so, absolutely. But yet here we are, like there's still no correction to it, or at least it feels like there's no correction to it, and something still feel real. Something absolutely feels off with De'Aaron. Mm. And I don't know what it is. Like, he's not the offensive player that he was uh, to, to, to start the season. And when he doesn't attack, when he is not really aggressive getting to the rim, I think this is a bit unfair, but I think it's what happens. His effort is question. His, uh, his interest. Yeah, his interest, his focus in the game is, is questioned. And I don't know that one has anything to do with the other, but something definitely fills off with De'Aaron, and it goes to the Domas conversation that we were having yesterday with James. Is Domas is putting up all of these numbers, and they're extraordinary numbers, and it's extraordinary play, and we can ask for a little bit more, and we can ask, I can ask for him to shoot more. I can ask for him to be more aggressive offensively. But if this is the version you're getting from De'Aaron Fox, it's tough because it's great that it's been countered in really over the last six or seven games it has been countered by Malik. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you, you need Malik somewhere in the vicinity of where he's at with De'Aaron still being the guy. Yeah. And it can't be like it's, it, it creates this like this 
uh, chart where you're moving, you know, your best players around. Like, okay, Domas is the top. That's pretty, like, firm. But this night it was Malik, who was second. And then it was Harrison, who was third. And you start naming guys. You, you name a couple of guys before you get to Fox. Well, whether it's Domas, De'Aaron, or De'Aaron and Domas, every game's got to be that. And if Malik jumps up there, great. If Harrison jumps up there, great. If Herter jumps up there, great. It's these these guys have had struggles all year of getting into a a rhythm where they're they're regularly playing well at the same time. Yeah, yeah and that's it's frustrating. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know what the the answer is for that. You brought up De'Aaron. It's the other thing that I wanted to talk about with this game tonight specifically and these next two games. Is I want to see, I want to see De'Aaron pick it up, man. I want to see him pick it up. I want to see him pick up his level of aggression, um, and, and step up his game uh, in these next two games. I don't think he's been playing like himself as of late, and I want to see the De'Aaron Fox that we all know is out there in these next two games. I want to see uh, that that level of leadership. Because I do believe that this team goes as De'Aaron goes when it comes to aggression or focused or anything or focused or anything like that. And I want to see him in these next two games really push the issue. You know what I mean? And and really sell out. He's not going to be you know doing the All Star thing, so he's going to have a a good amount of time off to rest up and everything. You got two games here, you know, to close off this first half, and your team needs him. And I want to see I want to see him pick it up. You know, in these in these next two games, like we said, we all know he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. We just want to see him execute it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for him to be the leader. He's the best player on this team. Yep. I want to see him be the leader, and he's in these next two games. Worst case scenario, get one of them, but try and go get two of them, man. Get out there with the mindset we're trying to get two. And if it is uh, health related or whatever, man, I hope I hope these next few days go a long way for him. Um, it's why I feel like we, 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 we could have a good feeling for who this team is in the immediate aftermath of the all-star break. Um, let's get to Ross here. 916-909-1320. What's happening, Ross? Hey fellas. Um, real quick on the Fox thing. Uh, Yeah. It's a little concerning to me, you know, not having them bring it every day, but I think we can all agree if this team makes the playoffs, he's not going to be that bored, you know, taking a night off type of guy. Uh, But I want to talk about uh, big picture and what I kind of think happened with Monty at the trade deadline. Um, Personally, I think once that Pascal and OG uh, thing fell through, I think he kind of looked at big picture and he said, man, the West is locked up top four. There's pretty much no way we're catching it. Am I really going to go ahead and mortgage um, a few of these draft picks where I really don't have much capital on a guy like Kuzma that makes us a few uh, a few games better? Or am I going to, you know, take my chances, run it back, even though it might not be what the fans like, and in the offseason I'm really going to shoot for what I think, you know, this team's potential is because we got ourselves, you know, Fox Domas and Keegan and Mike Brown, and it's a huge core. Um I think he's shooting higher, and he just didn't didn't like what he saw at the trade deadline. I actually don't disagree with that. I I don't I don't I I I, I don't think 
general managers or coaches or players think in the mindset that we do sometimes when we look at the standing and, and standings and go, well, you know, the top four are locked up. Uh, Kyle Kuzma would only make us a game better or two games better. It would make us marginally better. But I think the overarching point of Ross said might have some accuracy to it mm-hmm. to where, and I think we've discussed this in the past, and you've used this line repeatedly, you've got a move to make, mm-hmm. a move, like a potential game-changing move. It wasn't OG. It wasn't Siakam. Okay, who's it going to be? It's clear they don't see Kyle Kuzma. I don't want to say it's clear. It feels like they don't see Kyle Kuzma as a game-changing move. It feels like there isn't a player on the market that they saw as a game-changing move. So we've got guys here. We're eight, nine games above 500. Maybe at one point we were 10 games above 500. Overall, we're we're a pretty solid basketball team. We're going to have to fight this the rest of the way out. But if we have a move to make, we can't make it just because the fan base is loud. Right. We can't make a move right now that might not be the move just for the sake of making a move. And I think there's some truth to the we didn't get we didn't get Pascal we didn't get OG okay those were our top two targets let's 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 focus on getting these guys in the best spot to succeed this season moving forward and we'll continue to build on our championship goals this off season. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's spot on. I think, um, but what it does is it makes this summer monumental. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. got to do something. Yep. Even if it is like hell to be honest with you, like if they get bounced in the first round, feels like even if it is like a panic trade or something like that. Like you you can't have the same summer you just had this upcoming summer. And trade dead, after the trade deadline you had as well. Mm-hmm. So gotta make a move. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a big off season for the Sacramento Kings. Team. Yeah, you have to. Uh, We'll come back uh, and we'll talk about why you have to upgrade this team uh, and why navigating the rest of the season is going to be difficult. There are some hot teams in the Western Conference right now, uh, and one of them the Sacramento Kings are seeing tonight. We'll talk about that when Dylan Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I'm so fascinated by that. The, the, the people who so we were talking about our, our friends over at the morning roast and how how uh, against Kyle Shanahan they are. And I'm just I've, I'm always like fascinated by that. Just I don't understand it. I don't and, understand. and I and I'll, I'd, I'd ask you know, and I'm sure I'm, I'm positive Bonte has an answer and Butch, too, because they're they're smart enough to do that. But like, OK, if not Kyle, who? Right. Well, even but, then, like even just like, looking at the game, like. Because I know Bonte was saying. By the way, Trista joins at the top of the two o'clock hour, and and I think she might be team anti Kyle. We get. I'll ask her the same questions. I mean, people. There's a couple things we talked about it a lot yesterday, but there's a couple things that just like bother me. It's like, um, like, so the, the Bonte was like, yeah, you know, both of them were like, you know, he got out coached by Spagnola. And da 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 da. First of all, Spagnuolo is a four-time Super Bowl champion. Mm. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He outcoaches people. That's what he does a lot of the time. He's got the personnel to be able to execute and do all this other stuff. Like Baldy said, they had the MVP of the league bottled up and looking crazy. Like, yeah, that's what he does. He's really good at what he does. Number two, you talk about he's bottled up, bottled up. I, I love when people say that. The 49ers were behind 
in the fourth quarter. End up taking the lead on three different occasions in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Why does that get no credit? Why does that what like they they did what they had to do? Obviously, you want some touchdowns and things of that nature, but you move the ball, you put points on the board, took the lead three different times. It's this whole and then the, the whole other notion of like um, and like I kind of understand it, but I I don't. This goes into like the the disrespect thing as well a little bit. Where they're like, oh man, they um, Kyle didn't step on the gas, and they had him early, and they just let them hang around. They didn't let nobody hang around. They weren't trying to score. Yeah, like, do you think they were lollygagging, not trying to do things? Like, no, the Chiefs are a good team. It was a game between two really good teams. Mm. If 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 one um, the bounce the ball bounced one different way or whatever the case may be in the 49ers one. Are we going to be sitting up here talking about how Steve Wilkes outcoached uh, Andy Reid mm-hmm. or Kyle Shanahan outcoached Bagnola? Like, no, there's a winner and a loser. It's the burden of not having a Super Bowl. Really, that's really that's, what it comes that's, down. That's, that's what we're talking about because the Steve Wilkes-Andy Reid conversation wouldn't have happened, no. right? The Steve Wilkes figured out Patrick Mahomes conversation wouldn't be a thing. No. Like, it's as simple as Kyle Shanahan has been to Super Bowls that he's lost. He's been to NFC Championship games that he's lost, and it's the burden of not winning those games, right? It's specifically the Super Bowl. It's a burden of not winning the Super Bowl. We went over Tomlin's resume and Harbaugh's resume, and those guys have won. Mm-hmm. One Super Bowl, and they're made for it. And, and rightfully so. Those are two great coaches. But they're made because of those Super Bowls. Uh, having a conversation on Twitter, I was I was reminded absolutely right. I think Sean, Mc, Sean McVay is in is in that tier of of great coach conversations, mm-hmm. and he's a made man. Mm-hmm. He's he's got that he's he's got that Super Bowl. He's got similar accolades that that uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan does. He's lost the Super Bowl, like he's done all that, but he's got the one. Right. And now all of those other accomplishments he's had, and they're 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 steep for how long he's been in the league. They're magnified. Because he's got that one. Kyle carries the burden of not having that one Super Bowl. And that's what it really comes down to. And I wish wish people would just come out and say, like, I don't like him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like him. Like, Mm -hmm. that is more digestible and something that makes more sense than trying to justify why he's not good. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. Like, they Mm -hmm. talk about, oh, third and four in the fourth quarter. With, with with the before they took the field goal to take the lead under two minutes to go, I'm talking about oh man, four third and four. Why didn't you run the ball? Like what were you doing? If you look at the play, Brandon Ayuk was wide open at the sticks. Brock Purdy didn't see him for whatever reason. Was locked in on Jawan Jennings. It happened. Yeah, Baldy said it. Kyle can't call the play and execute the play. He called the right play. The guy was open. That's his job. Call a play to get somebody open. At that point, it's up to the players to execute. And they didn't execute, and that's fine. It's not nobody's fault, so to speak. That's just what happened. But, yeah, I, I don't it, – it's just it, – it, like I said, I, I like Kyle Shanahan. He's not the end-all, be-all to me. He's just, you know, he's a coach. I don't have any investment in Kyle Shanahan per se. I just see the way people move when they talk about them, and it's it's perplexing. 
it's perplexing. You laid out a bunch of numbers about Andy Reid yesterday. Mm-hmm. It took him 20 years mm-hmm. to get to the point where he was a Super Bowl champion. Was he not good the 20 years before? Did he all of a sudden somebody sprinkle magic dust on him and now he – because they said he can't win the big one. They said he can't. For years. Mm-hmm. He can't win. This guy's incapable. He's not a good enough coach to win the big one. Then he wins the Super Bowl. Did they sprinkle dust on him and all of a sudden he can win the big one? Yeah, it was Magic Mahomes dust. That's the difference. He doesn't have a quarterback who's puking uh, during halftime in the Super Bowl or between huddles. Mm-hmm. He has a quarterback that can go win you football games. Right. It's a difference. So. Um, and he wasn't going against the other greatest quarterback of all time. Right. 916-909, like Andy Reid was. 916-909-1320. Our man Kamara here. We'll shift gears, talk about Kings basketball. Kamara, what's up, man? Uh, Just real quick, Kenny. Um, I want to get your point. I remember getting to Kings. How did you feel about some of the players coming out and saying that they didn't even know some of the overtime rules? Do you think that's indicative of coaching, um, just not being prepared? Um, It can be. I mean, if I was the coach, I would remind them. But that's on them. By the way, like, Kyle Juszczyk already walked that whole comment back today. Yeah. He's I, like, we knew what the rules were. Yeah. I, like, if you don't know, like, <laughs> what you want me to, you want me to blame Kyle Shanahan because you're not paying attention to the league? I knew in five seconds, oh, it's playoff overtime right. for the first time. This is what happens. Both teams get a possession. It's not rocket science. Hold on. It's not hold heart, on. heart surgery. Hold on. hold on, Ken. Hold on, Ken. Hold on, Ken. Because I don't want to get – but the fact that it was telling that they chose to get the ball first was like, why would you do that? I mean, I don't want to go down he that explained, road. No, he explained no, no, that. He no, no, explained don't it. do that. He explained, he, he explained it. He said we want to have, if, if they both match scores, they want to have the ball to win it. I, I also, I think it's worth repeating. You're, you're, you're purposely, like people who, you're purposely missing the context of the game. The 49ers defense was on the field for like 10 to 12 minutes of that fourth, of that fourth quarter. I'm not putting them back out there in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm asking my yeah, offense to go yeah. get the job done, hopefully take some time off the clock, which they did, and give your defense a chance to freshen itself up and get back out there. And, look, the defense fought their ass off. but They got to a long third down and a fourth and one. Yeah. You know, they had an opportunity. They, Couldn't get that one stop. Yep. Like, I can – I understand – the whole point is, Kamara, and I wanna, I'll, let you, I'll let you rock, but the whole point is, yeah. me personally, I understand both arguments. Taking the ball – and kicking the ball. To act like one is way right. better than the other is ridiculous to me. They both right. make sense to me. Okay. They both make sense. Like, if you kick it, then you know what you got to score and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Like, I get down. all that. Yeah. If you score and you put the pressure on them to score seven or go for two like they think the Chiefs might have done, like, you're putting pressure on them. But I also guarantee you you, 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 you choose to kick that ball off you're gonna, and you lose. How could Kyle put his defense back out there in that position? Like we had, like we 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 have the hindsight of seeing what happened. One way, yeah, yeah, yeah to, to one way, half a dozen the other. I exactly, exactly. So, okay, real quick, guys. Um, today, you know, this is like these next few games are uh, consequential games. If they fall out, because right now I think if they lose, they go, they're like one and a half games out from like the sixth or seventh spot or whatnot. Is there a real possibility that if you know, they get to the end of the season and they're like in a play-in. They go from the third seed last year and then like they're in a playoff playing situation. Do you see strong changes in the off season? Because that means there's a full drop off from mm. level of play 
you know, and I'm not saying trying, trying to be doom and gloom, but, you know, we're getting to the second half of the season and they do not look like a strong team right yeah. now. And does the management have to look themselves in the mirror like, hey, we were maybe we're too patient. And, does it, you know, I, I just don't see how this team doesn't look itself in the mirror and make strong changes if they find themselves in a play-in situation come April. Define I, strong changes. Define strong changes. Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe reevaluating their core four or whatnot or reevaluating their approach to, like, um, going for the big trades. Because you see how New York, you know, other teams, they're, like, they're willing to push chips in, in the middle of the table. I don't know what that is, but it, going from third seed to a plan would be – it's it just, I don't know. That's well, the, the, we'll, 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 we'll bring some context to that. But real quick, who's the fourth? You said core four. Who's the fourth? Let's say Malik. Malik. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, thanks, Kamara. I think context is in, important because you could say a, a play-in scenario, and this is kind of what James and I were talking about uh, on the handoff. If if a play-in scenario, if you're if you're a 46, because James talked about, you know, if you if you drop the next two, your pace becomes 46 wins. That's less than you had last year. That's a clear regression. I said if 46 wins get you the sixth seed, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If 46 wins get you the seventh, eighth, or ninth seed, that's the optics of that are going to be very different. It's two games less, and that's and that's what I was talking about with Kamar right there. Kamar talking about if you're in a playing situation. If a playing situation is 45 or 46 games, you're talking three less games. That's not the clear regression you think it is. Right. Like, the three seed is the three seed, right? 48 wins, though. That's the number that matters, not the seeding number. Mm-hmm. 48 wins. They drop the 46, and suddenly that's not good for the three seed. It's good for the eight seed or the seven seed. That's the league. You couldn't keep up. You still have things to fi- You have things to figure out this offseason no matter what mm-hmm. because Dallas made some moves that we can talk about how consequential they are in this specific moment. But those types of moves that are made at the trade deadline, especially for a team like Dallas, which I don't think is a championship contender, I think they're far stronger next year. I think those types of moves have far greater. Like what the Knicks are doing right now, like cool. Like they're, they're really good. I think it has far greater impact on them next season, especially with all of this other stuff that they've done and the fact that they could be major, major players in free agency this year. Trade deadline moves, to me, do so much more to set up the next season. Indiana struggling. Everybody couldn't wait to see Tyrese and, and, and Siakam together. They haven't figured it out. Maybe they'll figure it out before the season ends. Or maybe they'll figure it out with a full off season and they'll start to play themselves into the conversation with the top four. We have to, I feel like, my opinion, we have to eliminate the idea of the three seed. We have to eliminate that idea of the three seed to the seven seed is this clear regression. We have to start looking at the 48 number and see where they finish at from the 48 number. And we can make excuses about the final week of the season, and it could have been 51, it could have been 50, it could have been 49. We could do that all day. The number's 48. That's the number. Where do they finish at this year? If they finish 43, 44, yeah, that's probably tough. You finish 46? two games yeah it's two games that's not clear regression to me but the overarching point is this team this offseason does have have to find a way to get better mm-hmm. um, because what they're doing is not enough oh man and while and, other people are making move like other teams aren't standing still 
you appear to be standing still. And the whole thing about it is you've got to, um, what they say, get better on the margins, I guess, because I don't see any shakeup. If they were the ninth seed, losing the first play-in game, and they're done, I don't see any type of shakeup to Fox, Sabonis, mm-hmm. Keegan, and yeah. I think they'd still try to sign Malik Monk. I agree. Mike Brown ain't getting fired. Nope. So you're going to work around the margins. Now maybe that means um, moving uh, – multiple picks maybe you weren't willing to do that at the trade deadline maybe you're willing to package you know two or three players multiple picks and go get one guy that you think would really really help but you know I I think a lot of these this team's issues we talked about are their level of focus uh, their level of being on the same page as as a complete unit um I don't necessarily think it's personnel because if it if it was if it was solely personnel, we wouldn't I don't think we'd have as many ups as we've had this year. As far as them playing well and you know and and showing that they can play at a high level. Mm-hmm. Like not this is drastic, but Washington hadn't had those ups. You know what I'm saying? Because they're mm-hmm. not good. Right. They don't have good personnel. Yeah, I think the personnel that they have is actually good enough to be better than what they are. It's the intangibles that they're missing right now. The leadership, the focus. And maybe you do have to change the personnel to get that. But I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what the answer is to get that on a consistent basis. But maybe you don't need wholesale changes even if you take a step back standing-wise, seating-wise, all this other stuff. Feeling like this team is lacking leadership, isn't that a problem? <laughs> that feels like that that's a issue. If we're questioning the leadership on this team, because mm-hmm. De'Aaron's here, mm-hmm. right? Domas is here. You could stretch it a little bit further, say Malik and Harrison, if you, if you, if you want to. But I feel like, if we're talking about concerns of the season, for really questioning leadership, that's concerning to me. It is, but I'll also I'll stall these guys out just a little bit where they're in a little bit of unfamiliar territory. Fox, Sabonis, those guys. They haven't been in these situations. And under trying to Specifically, understand what it takes. What situation are you talking about? Just your the expectations. Okay. For the most part, mm-hmm. they've been on a losing team, or when Sabonis was on a winning team in Indiana, he, he wasn't, wasn't the guy. guy. Yeah. So the things that uh, you need to do as a leader and leaders of a franchise of a winning uh, organization, I don't think it takes that much time to learn how to do stuff, but I haven't been in that situation. I could be dead wrong. People tell you there's a learning curve to it sometimes. So – you know, maybe this year was that learning curve and they'll be better prepared to handle it next year and moving forward, potentially. But not trying to completely ignore the question either, though. Like, I wish this wasn't a question. I wish it wasn't a question. Uh, let's get to these phones, man. Let's talk to Scott here, 916-909-1320. What's up, Scott? Hey, guys. Happy uh, Tuesday there. So... Anyway, I just uh, want to kind of break it out here. You know, D'Lo, I've known of you way before 
or show here. Uh, used to work with my wife at the receiving home. But uh, oh wow. Anyway, yeah, Christine. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I've been out here in Sacramento for about 30 years. I listen to you guys show all the time. I I am uh, born and raised from the 60s, uh, Kansas City Homer. But um, I think the game really came down to what we call an NBA 50-50 balls. I mean, the ball was on the turf four times. And, uh, you know, Kansas City came up with three of the four. I mean, you know, they both fumbled two times each. And, I mean, that, that, I think that's in a nutshell where the difference of the game at the end. I mean, um, Kansas City uh, fumbled in the red zone uh, out, the, out the gate. Uh, the Niners fumble, you know, and they for sure had three, if, if not seven. And then, you know, Kansas City fumbles. That, that was seven, so that's a wash. But then that punt and that fumble and, uh, you know, Kansas City was just quicker to the ball when it, when it got on the turf, you know. In, in fairness to, to uh, Shanahan, I just say he's kind of got the uh, Michael Jordan syndrome, man. I mean, you talk to uh, Patrick Ewing and Stockton and Barkley, why don't they have rings? It's Michael Jordan and, and Shanahan has been up against Brady and now Mahomes. And, you know, they're kind of in that stratosphere, if, if you will. And, but it was a great game. I, You know, they need to get off of Shanahan. He's a great coach. And um, Niners got a, got a great team. And the other, the, the last thought is people who's not giving Kansas City any credit for their defense. They, they went through the playoffs and beat the second, third, fourth, and seventh best offenses in the NFL. Hey, and, uh, that's so. a good point, Scott. Yeah, that's a good point. We appreciate you. Uh, give Christine my love, man. Thank you for the call. Um, that's, not, that's not a part of the game we really talked a lot about yesterday. That ball did hit the turf a lot. For, yeah. for for Kansas well, City. Kansas City, I think they fumbled the ball four times. They lost one, one of them. Yeah. The first one. And I and I mean that I mean you could call hey they, they, they got on top of the ball, which is you know what everyone was screaming where Ray McLeod Ray Ray McLeod to do, or it was luck. Mm-hmm. Like and that's what Scott was talking about, the bounce of the ball, right? It like is. it was sometimes it's the bounce of the ball. Or maybe it is like, just just fall on the ball. Don't worry about doing this. Just just fall on the ball. Yeah. It it could be it could be a little bit of everything. What it is sometimes. Part the game. Especially with with, uh, with football and the, the way that the ball is shaped and the way it bounces. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. man. I, I, I think the – it's tough to say muffed because it wasn't really muffed, but the, the punt, I I think that was the play. The I just don't know what you do there. Like that's, it's hard, I mean, like can do. it's I just, just hard for me to be – like. I, I, I could be frustrated and upset, you know, that it that that, that, that that the play went that way. I just don't know how I can be mad at special team. Like the a ball hit a player who was blocking. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do too much, but I also feel like that shouldn't count. Like you, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it, that, that, I don't, I don't want to say that now because it, it should, sounds. It should almost be like because um, you could almost push. That this isn't what happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you could almost strategically. Push somebody into a ball that's coming down. Uh, to, to be honest with you, that type of play could almost be like um, be like a kickball in basketball. Right. Like sometimes right. when the ball hits the player's foot, if the, just unintentionally, it's not a kickball. Like if the guy's sticking his foot out to try and block, that's a kickball. Yeah. 
And that's when it gets called that way. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it feels like situations like that on special teams should get that treatment, but I guess now you're, I just don't you're understand and everything. Like I just that. don't understand what you do. Like if you're making a play for the ball and you mm-hmm. kick it, like you touch the ball. Mm-hmm. If if you're <laughs> if you're blocking, you're not aware of the ball. Mm-hmm. To me, those ah, man, th- those just aren't the same thing. Well, but then, it's the rule. And Omar it was says enforced. that's on the punt returner to yell, move out. He did. He was doing but, it. But he's who, pointing who, at the ball. He's yelling, it, fire, fire, whatever they're doing. The guy is engaged the, in a they block. They don't know who he's talking to. Yeah, the, and he's engaged <laughs> in a block. The ball literally just lands where his foot is. Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, don't, it's, that's really I just don't know what you do with that. I don't know what you do with that. Yeah. Um, Let's have Steven hold on one second because I don't, I don't want to uh, go to Steven and then have to cut him off midpoint. Uh, so, Steven, hang tight. We'll continue to take your phone calls, 916-909-1320. Uh, Trista Crick will join us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. We'll talk her time in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll talk about the game. I think she's going to have some things to say about Kyle Shanahan. And, of course, we'll talk NBA as well as the host of the Heat Check podcast joins us. We're dealing with KC Return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This is hilarious. <laughs> I just saw a picture of uh, Ice Spice in college on her volleyball team. <laughs> oh, she looked like a regular, but it's just she's she looks like a regular young lady. It's just different seeing her. She's Ice Spice now, but seeing her just this regular little college student playing on the volleyball team is is uh, actually adorable. Good for uh, her. Uh, Even though she was in the wrong suite. Uh, the other day, and not because of Taylor Swift. It was just a chief suite. I don't like that ice spice. Yeah, sh- uh, Shaq trying to make friends? <laughs> Sha- Shaq trying to be more than friends. Shaq. <laughs> we'll be lovers and friends. <laughs> Shaq doing a lot. Shaq don't care. He's like, I'm I'm shooting Shaq all chilling, my shots man. in front of everybody. Y'all, y'all can't see it today, but I'm on my uh, – I'm on my D-Lo today, man. I saw I'm that. Showing that Achilles today. Oh well, first of all, you look, you look, well, more so. For, you, you look fantastic. I noticed as soon as you walked in, but you are you 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 walking my boy too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This was this was a big time you, holiday. You got a date man. tonight, man? Which which which? Nah, you know I shaved my head, so when oh, I shave my head, I have to wear a hat. Yeah, it's shiny. And, uh, you know, yeah. I can dress a different way, so. Shout out, shout out. That's to that Palmer's butter oil up there, boy. <laughs> that, that, that joint got some shine on it today. Shout out to Honor the Gift, man. Uh, the, the holiday sale they yeah, had. That was man. crazy. I wish I would have got more. That sale was, that sale was, was, that was bananas. Crazy. 75% off. Yeah, right. Click on it. Oh, <laughs> they meant it. I got one of those, too. It was, what was like $15. It I bought stuff crazy. I didn't even like because it was like $15. It was great. I, there was, I was mad because I couldn't get stuff that I didn't even like. Yeah, wrong side. I was like, I would have got that if it yeah. wouldn't have been sold out. Yeah, for real. Uh, they, they come up on my IG again. I'm like, sale? I'm like, no, no, just the no. new line. Just Yeah, just the new line, Full which price. is very much. Yeah, that's an $85 shirt, sir. <laughs> T-shirt, that is. Like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Very nice line. And boys, hey, Minnesota last night, man. Hmm? Minnesota last night. Mm. Didn't they get that W last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat the Clippers. Yeah. 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 That's a good win for them, man. Yeah, that's big. That's a good win. And that, is that in. two straight losses for the Clippers? I think so. And they play the they play your boys tomorrow. I think. Wait, who's my boys? Uh, it's your boy. You just wax poetically about them every chance you get. Who? The Warriors. Oh, well. 
Your boys. The Warriors are playing well. Just, you love them. <laughs> yes, you and Reese. Don't do that. The Warriors had them. Oh! We're going to let him get away with this? I don't know. You have been kind of nice about the Warriors. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. No, what it is is I'm a broadcast journalist. That's what it is. And I recognize that the Golden State Warriors are playing good basketball. Now, I'm minding my own business. I'm minding my own business this morning, putting on the the, the 6 a.m. Sports Center like I always do, mm-hmm. trying to get the show completed. And 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 normally I just pull it up on the computer, have it in the background, doing some work on the show, and I hear the Golden State Warriors are playing their best basketball of the season. And it's all because of Draymond Green. Oh, bro. <laughs> Couldn't. <laughs> John the Kaminga out there playing the best basketball of his life. I'm an ex out of YouTube and not watch this anymore. Come on, man. They didn't say that for real, did they? Jeez. Said it for real. John wow. the Kaminga's come out here and is averaging 20 a game now. Stepped up finally because the other dudes boy were just said, doing nothing. But Draymond is here. Have no fear. Your boy said, he said they, 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 they're playing so well because he got suspended. Come on. He's taking credit for the team's turnaround because of his behavior. He said that? He said that. Draymond Green. Draymond Green said the Warriors are playing better because Draymond Green got suspended. Let's get Steven in here. 916-909. (laughs) Hey, now wait a minute. This is is going – look what y'all started. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Stop this. I seen that. Polo says D'Lo has a We Believe t-shirt in storage. Y'all need to stop that nonsense. Damien has a has an old Warriors jersey that shows a real fan. Hey, wow. Hey, Damien going to come to work tomorrow on a strength and number shirt. This is cap. D'Lo was going to come to work in his Alex Figs hoodie tomorrow. This is cap, man. This is terrible. You playing both sides like Stacy right now? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely not. Stacy ain't even a Kings fan. She a Warriors fan. She thinks she's slick. She posts all this stuff about Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. She ain't slick. She ain't slick. Bay Area Kaufman over there. D'Lo and Reese. Damn. Be my own people. And your mom. Oh, yeah, it's true. But that's cap. That's 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 all just lies. Dame's with us. I text your wife when you you when y'all let Reese leave the house dressed the way that he dressed when we were at the ice rink that day. Like I said, man, I, I'm just hoping it's a phase. I had a lot of Bulls gear, you know, before I was 12. I had a lot of Bulls gear. I used to have, remember remember the, the ring shirt that they wore in airtime at the parade? Not the oh, parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one of them yeah, joints. Yeah. Hey, that, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I had like Bulls? five, I have five Jordan, fake Jordan throwbacks too. I need to, I was looking for a Jordan throwback this uh, Christmas. I want to get one for the summer. Mm. Oh, you really are going tank tops. He, he was trying to tell us something. Yeah, so you were you like I feel five degrees you in July. Keep, you keep bringing it up. I feel like you're just trying to prepare all of us for. Well, it's nothing to prepare for. That's what you wear. That's what brunches in the summer. That's what you wear. Tank top. It's hot. Right. Unless you're in an air conditioning place, but like if you're on a rooftop, oh. you know, darling Avery. Yeah. All Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Um. What was it going to say? Uh, oh, hey, I'm not even going to front. Shout out to Manny. You know how I am. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll rock yeah. I'll rock like another team. This is, there's certain teams I won't. But 
I'll rock another. Yeah, team. he was gonna get a Steph jersey if I remember that correctly. He was. He, you, you not, oh, I'm sorry. I said no. It's it, it ain't nothing to be sorry about. I'm, Dude, it's I'm, not true. I was did, never getting a Steph jersey. Bro, we had to talk to you. Like we had to get you to decommit from a school. There ain't no D. What are you talking about? You said would you get a Steph jersey? And I said. Nah. Oh, you oh, yeah. liar. What I say? You lying. What I say? You lying. What I say? You said I'd think about getting a Steph jersey. And what did I you, end up on? Well, nah, you ultimately you yeah, didn't do it. No. You Yes, Simple the Steph jersey, jersey went the same way as Steph the Monk jersey, the De'Aaron jersey, the Jason Tatum no, jersey, those are, those the Debo really happen. jersey. None Steph of them have happened. happened. Steph no. is not happening. Okay. Those jerseys yeah, are all right. Casey was all on right. his way to the Steph jersey, Bro. and we literally uh, talked him out of it. We you literally said it. No, Katie, don't do this. We had to talk you out of it. You said you was going to the Galleria when the show was over to get it. That is the biggest. That is That is cap. Maybe I'm, maybe get it for you because you're the Warriors fan. No, Kenny, because you were like, I don't know. like I know it's like Steph Man. from Revivals, but like Steph is my guy. He's my guy. Steph is my guy. I, I love Steph Curry. He said, hey, I, oh, I, I remember why. He said, you know what? I'm going to wait till I go to my favorite arena, the Chase Center, oh, and I'll just get it from the team store. Lying. That place, I'd rather go to the SAP Center. Oh. Hey, let's not say nah, on the SAP uh, maybe, Center now. Uh, maybe I took it a little too oh. far. I think I'd go to Chase before. Oh, what are you, <laughs> Justin Timberlake? I go to hey, shout out to the Golden One Center. They managed to land Pearl Jam. <laughs> they managed to land Pearl Jam and Ringling Brothers. You guys going to be on stage for that one? Couldn't get Justin Timberlake. <laughs> on stage for Pearl Jam. <laughs> hey, but, but the whole point of it all was um, I'd get some – I like, I see some hats. I'd, I'd wear some Bulls hats. Like, they have some um, – have like the throwback. Truck you really hats. only wear baseball hats, right? Like baseball. Uh, yeah, teams. I got some fedoras coming up for some. some oh, I got, I got, I got some. I got, I had, I had three of them. Oh, you going to the, you going to the hats? Right, I, I, I was gonna I wear one. I was gonna wear one Sunday, uh-huh. but I bunked, I punked out. Oh, it's yeah, a I new. Got, it's not a. It's yeah. It's 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 kind of a new look for me, right? Yeah, like, same, so, same, I haven't. I haven't. Same. I haven't done. I got, it. I got. I got a couple mapped out. I got a couple mapped. I've out. committed. I've committed though. No matter what, March first, Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Are we gonna be in there doing our same thing then? Yeah. I got oh, okay. It all ready to go. Just, okay, we'll have man, our. Oh, that's the perfect old man. Uh, yeah, 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 old man show. It's, 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 it's gonna be. It's gonna be all okay. the profit March first. Right. Let's go. All right. But all right. Uh, they got like I seen like the trucker throwback back to back championship hats for the Bulls. I was like, I might want to get one of those. Okay. That was kind of fire. You can wear, I'll wear some bull stuff. You can wear other teams like gear. You just can't wear your rival. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It ain't well, gonna be no like Warriors, you can especially no yeah. Celtics. If it wasn't for Tatum, Celtics would be a everybody no-go. hates Tatum's Celtics. My boy. So. Everybody hates the Celtics. You're not getting a J. I don't know why you keep saying that. Get a, no, get a team not. USA. It's, 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 it's down the line. It's down the line. But I got that's my boy Tatum. Get okay. the team USA 2024 Olympics one or whatever that is in yeah. Paris. Whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Stop. tell Steven sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Steven, Steven got a little away from us. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Steven.